Don't forget Tony, don't forget Tony, he's in between shows, so you will remember Tony, don't recall Tony, do recall Tony, he's in between shows, so you will remember Tony, don't Tony, it has come to my attention that there has been a disagreeable hiatus in our recording schedule, and so I was wondering if you could explain what you have been up to. Just got back from the Edinburgh Fringe, and I I think I had a really good, successful show. I was on at noon at the Monkey Barrel. Good, good venue. venue. Yes, I see. And I believe that your son Atticus also starred in your show. He was great. He really proved himself to be like, he'd be like a guy like my dad, not like me. Like he's a real, like, he has no qualms in telling, ordering people around. I love that. I felt in safe hands with my 10-year-old son as he ordered people around to get ready. <laughs> and then when we, then the show was over, um, we would judge it out of 100, and I'd go, God, that was really good. That was like a 92 out of 100. And he'd go, no, I'm not sure, Daddy. I think it was an 81. And I'm like, what? So you really took me down a notch every day. But if he was in a good mood, I was getting 95s. Then the Phil Nichols show... Well, it was the Tony Law Film Virtue Chamber Echo Bravo, where we pretty much just helped people heal. It was a great place for people to get away from the fringe. Never went to the ple- Oh, no, I did. I went to the Pleasants once to perform at Mervyn Stutter's Pick of the Fringe. Classic. That's the only time I was in the Pleasants. It's like another festival over there. Hmm. I detect a hidden subtext. Please set out in more detail the characteristics of this place called... The Pleasants. Not good or bad, just different. Hmm. You know, people who are newly woke, but actually, in the old days, they'd be like small C conservative people, but now they've decided it's fashionable to be woke. There's lots of them. Chinos, kind of, you know, bit of, you know, probably got a sports car, but actually, probably going to trade it in, get a Tesla now. You know, so that's the way the worm's turning. And, uh, you know, those sorts of people, they live in Richmond. They're really, really, really anti-racist, but they don't know anyone who has any color to their skin. <laughs> They've heard of them. Okay. And they're bloody behind the initiatives, but they don't know any. They don't know any poor people either. The odd one knows someone who was working class. And tell me, did you set up any initiatives yourself? Uh, Phil Nickel and I had a lot of initiatives. One of our initiatives was to bring uh, owls to city centers. But owls don't belong in city centers, and that's what we've learned. We didn't know that before, but we know it now. Anyway, we opened up this show by saying, let's hear it for the infrastructure. And people would say, yeah, just if you could keep reminding them that none None of of your your world world exists exists without without the the rest rest of the the people." people then you can be more humble and not be an arsehole. When Facebook started banning all these conservative commentators, and also some left-leaning people who just happened to say stuff that was uncomfortable, they didn't want to hear. And I thought, well, that's one thing for social media to start banning people, but what if the infrastructure got together and started banning the rest of us from, if they wanted to shut down the roads or all the sewage, the water, everything that makes our world live. Surely you should treat all those people with a bit of respect. The complexity of human society 
means that individuals have to work together to survive. If they cannot coexist, they cannot exist at all. Do you know what? I turned on the tap. Turned it on and thought, oh, a lovely glass of water. And do you know, I drank it and I was hydrated. Good, good, clean water. water. I thought, how's that got here? How has that got here? So my third floor flat, beautiful water it was, went out of bath, hot. All of it, water, warm. Had a warm bath, bath and a cold glass of water. Free, free, free. But sure we pay for it somewhere. And uh, I'm not gonna lie to you guys, don't shoot the messenger, but yesterday, had a poo. I had a poo and I thought to myself, I'm not dealing with that. Someone else can deal with that. Flush. So thank you, wonderful men and women of the infrastructure. Thank you for your service. You vote any way you want to vote. Any way you want to vote. Plug my Apple phone in to the wall. Yeah. Powered it right up. It was running out of juice, plugged it into my wall, and its battery filled up. And I'm like, uh, how on earth is this electricity getting here? I don't know, someone's doing it. Someone's getting it all the way to me. Went out, had a sandwich with bread, made from bread. I mean, someone's digging that up out of the earth. Probably some scumbag farmer. <laughs> Obviously, I don't think farmers are scumbags, because I am one. Well, I'm a failed one. A failed farmer. Failed farmer. Gone to comedy. That tells you all you need to know about comedy. Yes, I see. Although it is true that comedy is perhaps less crucial to human survival than staple food crops, your self-deprecation belies the fact that you are surely a very successful comedian indeed, as this podcast has now been accepted onto the Apple iTunes platform. Meaning it would be a very kind and unprompted gesture if anyone would like to subscribe and give the podcast five stars. And Tony, how might people contact you if they would like to? Oh, if you want to get in touch with me, uh... Uh, send us some letters because on next episode we're going to be doing a whole lot of of listeners mail that is not an explanation of how to contact you but okay where I will sort out the future for you not that specific but send in a little uh, at a, uh, uh, do talking I've lost my mojo